Man. Welcome to the Racing Pod Blast, the second Racing Pod Blast, as we take a quick look at the weekend's racing from a stats and trends point of view. With me, Tony McCormick, and Ben Aitken from Narrowing the Field. Welcome along, everyone. How are you, Ben? Good week, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I've just been uh, busy tidying out my racing databases in preparation for the jump season, so... Busy, busy. Yourself, good week? Yes, yeah, busy. <laughs> Same as you, busy. Couple of appearances on uh, on Talk Sport already this week, so yeah, yeah, it was good. It's good, uh, good uh, talking to Emmett and also to uh, Lee yesterday on Racing Live. But uh, yeah, busy as you say, mate. But uh, our second Racing Pod Blast, we've decided to call this the Racing Pod Blast, so people who have busy lives, uh, uh, on a tight time balance during the day, especially on a Friday, can listen to the racing pod blast during their lunch break, on the way home, or just uh, relaxing when getting a bit of me time. Welcome to the racing pod blast. Uh, We start with two races that we've uh, given some trends analysis to, swiftly followed by our bitter and controversial football Trixie coming Mm. up, uh, some accusations flying around. Not quite sure. Uh, It's called Top, Middle and Bottom. And uh, finally, a couple to look out for for this weekend in our Trends, Stats and Profiles segment. Uh, First up, two races to look at from a Trends perspective. Uh, Those races being the 205 from Cheltenham, three mile, one furlong handicap chase, live on ITV4 first. First meeting at Cheltenham on ITV4. What are they thinking? And uh, the 415 from Newbury, the Class 2 Horace Hill handicap, live on Racing TV. Quick going update for you on this uh, Friday morning. Newbury is soft and Cheltenham good firm, good in places. So off we go. The 205 at Cheltenham. Uh, three mile, one furlong handicap chase. I'm looking at horses here aged between seven and nine. First three in one of their last three starts and previously run over at least three miles a one furlong. Couple that uh, that uh, tickle my fancy here, Ben. Winner over a similar trip, Neville's Cross, can go well here following a couple of victories at Kempton in May. And when last seen at Bangor in July off a £5 lower mark, the seven-year-old is a double-figure price, but uh, this is a wide-open contest and he's related to uh, a couple of notable course and distance winners, the World's End, Pim, and uh, Madeira Mist, who have won over course and distance, and uh, also, trainer Gordon Elliott brought over definite plan uh, to win this contest last year. So plenty of respect for Tully Begg with uh, Davy Russell in the saddle. One of four rides for Davy Russell on the day on Saturday. So uh, Neville's Cross and Tully Begg I'll be looking at in the 205 at Cheltenham, Ben. Yeah, it's a race. It's, it's held up well in the numbers, which is good. Um, I also think so there's there's a few in here that I just don't think can win don't think the other conditions whether that's they'll need to run wrong time of year bother class season whatever that individual stumbling block may be the hollow ginge on the face of it he doesn't seem to have any major stumbling blocks um, surely surely represents his best chance for some time head second in the race last year off 10 pounds higher I think he's got his prime conditions to attack here Almost always runs well first time up as well on seasonal return. Form of first, second, first, unseat at the first and second. Unseat wasn't his fault. Uh, main issue with him clearly 
seven non-completions from 11 starts since his last win. So, let's be honest, the Hall of Ginge, probably a bit of a cliff horse. And with cliff horses, as Kenny Rogers says, you got to know when to hold them, you got to <laughs> know when to fold them. So, if Hollow Ginge, if he doesn't get the job done here, you're going to have to be folding him. I'm sorry, Hollow Ginge, but it's, I say, it looks like the best chance he's had for a while. Um, on Tully Beg, I, I agree, good chance. Um, tricky to factor in, though, because he's also run at a track on Friday. So, had a look. Gordon Elliott with his handicappers in the UK, National Hunter Flat, running off a one-day turnaround. Seven wins from 17, six others filling the places. So he can do it. Um, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if he does actually run both Friday and Saturday. So, yeah, I get the Tullybeg thing, just will he, won't he run sort of thing. So, whole ginge, hold them or fold them after this. Uh, and, yeah, I agree on Tullybeg. Um, race two, I'm going to be heading to Newbury for a bit of flat race transaction. Uh, still some interesting races taking place in the level. The Horace Hill handicap from Newbury at 4.15 in particular catches my eye. Trends, 14 of the last 15 winners passed all of the four following trends. They were aged 3 to 6, carried 9 stone 7 or less, had 2 to 9 starts in the current season, and had previously won over at least one mile, but no further than one mile, two and a half furlongs. Uh, only one that didn't pass those trends was 2014 winner Burano. Uh, he'd yet to win a race, actually, but he had gone close over the required trips. So applying those trends this year gives a shortlist of Dual Identity, Magisterio, Jimi Hendrix, Spirit of the Bay, and Vanity Fair. Uh, first mentioned there, Dual Identity. He currently sits at the, the top of the market, and I absolutely get that. Ran a massive race in the Cambridgeshire last time out. Despite being drawn right away from the action, uh, he was the only horse drawn in single figures to land in the first six home. The market, it's not missed him here, though, um, but I, I couldn't put any off him. He, he does look to have a, a big, big shout in the race. At the prices, however, I'm a bit more uh, inclined to go for one at some Foxier odds. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, he actually is the one that interests me. Finished down the field last time out in the Cambridgeshire. That was his first run for 57 days, though, so... I think he's better off shorter breaks. All his wins have come off breaks of 30 days or less, running off a break of 28 days here. His run before that, disappointed in the Golden Mile at Glorious Goodwood, but he had no chance that day from his wide draw. Absolutely no chance. Running against one of the strongest draw biases of the entire season. So I can easily forgive his last two starts. Uh, if you look at him off breaks of 30 days or less, throw out that Goodwood run. He has form of first, third, first, and first, which are all three of his career wins. He's by New Bay. New Bay three-year-olds relish stepping up to one mile, two furlongs. So, Jimi Hendrix for me, Tony. What are you thinking about for the, the Horace Hill handicap? Good stuff. Um, I do apologise. The listeners are expecting two different horses here. We've both come down on the uh, on the same two uh, we may have different opinions, of course, but uh, this this four fifteen Ben is a, a good race 
for runners coming into the race that have previously just coming from the Cambridgeshire. Now we've got Caradoc and uh, Mudge Tabor, the uh, William Haggis horse, Dan O'Neill takes the ride there, and Caradoc for Ed Walker, Tom Tom Marquand on uh, on Caradoc. Very interesting there. While um, uh, Mudge Tabor is uh, Dan O'Neill. Uh, for William Haggis, but that could be, could be because of a Shadwell connection, I, I think, uh, just off the top of my head there. Uh, yep, dual identity, as you say, Ben, third of 28 in the Cambridgeshire, running a number of solid and consistent races all season, bar a blip at Newcastle on the all weather in June. Uh, drawn, as you say, drawn the wrong side in the Cambridgeshire, drawn six, beaten into third by a couple drawn 19 and 26. And the 4th, 5th and 6th were drawn 17, 13 and 25. Uh, 11 to 4 at the minute. As you say, the market hasn't missed him, Ben, so a dual identity. And, uh, yeah, I came up with uh, Jimi Hendrix as well. He's better than his last two starts at Glorious Goodwood in the Golden Mile and the run in the Cambridgeshire when he was beaten eight lengths, finishing 15th of 28. I do believe he's happier and will be happier on a left-handed track. He's around 15 to 2. They both score well on the trends. Uh, I think a... Um, a, a, a win bet on uh, dual identity and an each way on Jimi Hendrix. Good stuff, Tony. Yeah, well, same horses, but um, yeah, they both had great chances. Yeah, um, good. Yeah. All right, all right. Should we do the football, mate? Yeah, we will. Uh, off we go. Top, middle, and bottom time. Top, middle, and bottom. Here we go. <laughs> Did we find that music? Right, it's just for fun, remember. Uh, one pound Trixie from both of us, so uh, four pound in total. Uh, result for a team in the top six, win or a draw from the middle seven, and a same for the bottom seven, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got before, any accusations to fly around? Yeah, 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 yeah. Before we start, before we start last week, blatant cheating from Tony McCormack. As soon as it went live, it was sent to VAR George, George being Tony's son, instantly looked at it and he's like, no, 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 cheating, blatant cheating. Last week, Tony, three selections, all in the top six. I still couldn't get them right either. Well, you got two, right? But I'm sorry, VAR ruled that null and void right away. VAR, VAR George threw them straight out last week. No, not having it. Really, starting from starting from scratch this week. <laughs> George has already gone through the VAR process and okayed your one, so we're fine. Thank anyway, you, thank you, George. Yeah, I'm cracking all of my ones now. <laughs> Top Newcastle to beat Spurs at five to two. Newcastle got a bit of momentum right now. Spurs might just have one eye on their midweek game against Lisbon. Middle Fulham to draw at Leeds five to two. Leeds are in a bit of a funk right now. Uh, but Fulham has not been great away from home, so draw weeks is safest by there. And bottom, managerless Villa to draw against Brentford at 5-2. Brentford are actually unbeaten in eight against Villa, but yet to win in five away games this season in the Premier League. So again, draw weeks will play there. So Newcastle, Fulham, Villa is where I'm kind of siding with. Um Yourself, Tony. Good stuff. Um, good stuff. Villa as well. That'd be interesting to see how they come out of the uh, Gerard sacking. Uh, yeah, I'm going definitely. for from the top. Uh, Tottenham to beat Newcastle. I think Newcastle's bubble 
uh, will burst at any time, and I think it'll be uh, Saturday or the week this weekend. Uh, from the middle, just checking here, uh, West Ham to beat Bournemouth, and uh, I think Bournemouth's bubble has burst. And uh, at the bottom, are you ready for this? Yeah. Uh, Nottingham Forest to beat Liverpool at ten what? to one. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> if that lands, fair play, Tony. Yeah, Tottenham, West Ham, and uh, a, a really big stab at uh, at Forest on uh, my top, middle, or bottom. You'll be gutted if uh, Forest win another two lose. <laughs> your tricks well, will, will still be down. That just wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Back, back to the horses now, though. Um, trends, stats, pointers, prime condition horses, etc. for the rest of Saturday's action. I'm going to start with some trainer stats, uh, concentrating on Doncaster. That's uh, our good pal, Rafe Beckett. Ah. Look at the last... Yeah, Rafe Beckett. Rafe Tober, as you call it. Um, look at the last five seasons. Focus on Rafe Beckett runners at Doncaster in October to November period, specifically those running over seven furlong to one mile two five furlong trips. You get some exceptionally tight figures. Nine winners from 14, 64% strike rate, almost 57 points profit to Betfair SP. Win in place, 11 from 14, 79% strike rate. Now he's got a few that meet that criteria over Friday and Saturday. The one I'm going to highlight is a horse called Tom Frey, who runs in the 120 at Doncaster on Saturday. He's two from four at the track. When running in October to November period in races worth 15 grand or less to winner, Tom Frey is four wins from six and one placed effort. Now, he's been running pretty damn average this season. There is absolutely no getting away from that. He's actually now on the joint lowest rating he's ever had, which is a mark of 86. But he does have strong autumn form, and he, he is tempting me in at double figures. I think it was around 14 to 1 was the price I saw, the only booty that had priced up. I'll switch to the jumps for my next one. Heading up to the Scottish borders to Kelso. A continuation of the Kimbele first-time wind-up angle I mentioned last week. I'm not going to repeat it again. You can listen back to last week's show if you want <laughs> to get it. Or, um, or no, head to my own site, grab, I've got a free guide up, the Bailey angles and that. Um, horse in question this week is, does he know in the Edinburgh Gin Chase at 2.48 at Kelso? Does he know? Funny enough, I also made my free winter warmers guide um, He's because he's a horse that does really well in the, the winter sort of period. October to December, when racing at grade two level or below and over two mile, five furlong or further, does he know his five wins from seven starts, finished second on the other two starts. I think this, this looks like great open for him. Three wins from four starts off breaks of 90 days or more. Bailey and Bass, strong stats when travelling to Kelso. And it looks plenty in his favour here. Uh, does he know? Do, does he know he's had a wind up? Hopefully, hopefully <laughs> he does. Um, yeah, it looks, I think it looks like a good opportunity for the horse. So that'll be Tom Frey 
at Doncaster and does he know at Kelso? So Tony, what you got? For I, look, I, I like the Tom Frey angle. Rob Rob Hornby's back on board as well, mate, and course and yeah. distance winner as well, isn't he? Two, two from four over course and distance. Yeah, Tom yeah, Frey. he likes likes the track. So a bit, a bit of a flyer because his form's been uh, crap. But so no, I think he's if he's going to bounce back, he'll be in this sort of race at this time of year. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, my two were Ben, 1.30 at Cheltenham. Uh, tomorrow, it's a Paul Nichols angle, trainers and sires. I've been studying this for a while, that um, certain trainers like uh, going to the sires. And uh, this one's Fleming's Firth. It's uh, 1.30 at Cheltenham, Shearer tomorrow. The trainer trainers had the likes of top of the game, Fleming's Tide, Knowlesley Road, uh, winner at Chepstow earlier this year, and a certain tidal bear, Paul Nichols knows what's expected and what's needed from his Fleming's Firth stock. And uh, Shearer can follow up his win at Worcester earlier this month. Uh, he's up against the favourite, but Shearer's about 7-2. to two, And I think that's a fair price for the uh, 1.30 at Cheltenham tomorrow. And uh, Rafe Beckett uh, is uh, highlighted in the 2.55 at Newbury. Lady Boba, it's his first time out. It is a two-year-old race. But uh, as you say, Rafe, Toga, uh, Rafe Toba in the last couple of years, uh, two-year-olds and three-year-olds that I follow, class, classes one to four, uh, runners at seven tracks in October that he targets his two- and three-year-olds at, and Newbury being one of them. Uh, excellent return in the last five years following uh, this angle. Uh, Lady Boba can hit the frame on debut. Uh, no prices available yet, but there's a tissue price around uh, nine to one, ten to one. So hopefully... It'll be a, a, a decent price there uh, for Lady Boba, 2.55 at Newbury, and a uh, Fleming's Firth angle for Paul Nichols, Shearer in the 1.30 at Cheltenham. Okay, that's it for this week, the second racing pod blast. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you uh, for listening and thank you for your support on the racing pod blast. Ben, thanks very much, mate. Cheers, Tony, and uh, if everyone can remember Kenny Rogers' words of wisdom this week, <laughs> referring to uh, to cliff horses, you got to know when to hold them, you got to know when to fold them. <laughs> we'll be back uh, for more next uh, next week, but until then, you can catch myself, uh, Tony McCormick, Monday to Friday on 365 Radio between 5am and 7am, racing news, racing updates throughout the morning, sporting headlines, early morning back pages, plus classic tracks and today's best music uh, on 365 Radio between 5am and 7am. And you can read more racing insight from Ben over at narrowingthefield.co.uk. That is narrowingthefield.co.uk. Thanks very much. See you all next week.